as a health coach, you have to create a truly aligned offer. So what that means is you want to have a specialization, but then you have to create an offer for that specialization, right? An offer is all about what are you selling? Like what's the container? How long is it? What's the name of it? You know, what is included in it? What can your clients expect? Like what solution are you selling? And most importantly, how much does it cost? However, it would be impossible to create a truly aligned offer as a health coach if you lack self-worth. Because if what you're selling is really worth thousands of dollars, but you're only willing to charge a couple hundred, even though like you're solving a major sophisticated problem for your clients, it's because somewhere you don't see yourself or your offer as valuable. Just because someone can live with a disease doesn't mean they should. The overwhelming majority of prescriptions written today are written to treat lifestyle disease. Lifestyle disease is defined as conditions which can be attributed to the way in which a person lives. This includes things like physical activity, drinking, smoking, stress, the quality of our social connections, sleep, purposeful and professional alignment, and of course, our diet. But what if there was an alternative? What if before putting pen to pad, we had a comprehensive solution in lieu of pills and procedures? You are listening to the Plant Protocol Podcast for current and aspiring health professionals who are done with simply managing chronic lifestyle challenges and are interested in taking a whole food plant-based approach to combating them. I'm your host, Lisa A. Smith. It's time to come get this health. This is three things it's safe to assume as a health coach. Here is number one. Despite your best efforts, you are not going to know sometimes. So let me tell you about health coaches, okay? So at the plant protocol, a lot of our health coaches, pretty much the majority of the reasons why they join the plant protocol, at least this is what they put on the application is, I don't know enough science. I don't have enough teaching experience. I'm not confident in what I know, which makes me not confident in my ability to help somebody. And so what happens is, you know, a lot of times they delay becoming coaches or inviting people to work with them because they're like, I just don't know enough yet, right? I'm not qualified. I'm not sharp enough yet. And so the first thing that it's safe to assume as a health coach is that despite your best efforts, despite your years of like studying and research and all of that, there are going to be times where you don't know. And honestly, the best way to actually figure out what you need to know and what you need to master above and beyond what you've already done is actually to start coaching people because nobody can fill the gaps in your knowledge base better than real people and real clients in real time. Before you have real clients, the things that you are studying is all theoretical, meaning you're assuming these are the things that you need to know to help your people. It's not until you you know get enough education And then then you actually start working with people that you're now able to figure out what it is exactly that you're missing in your knowledge base. So despite your best efforts, there are going to be times where you don't know. And that I think that is probably from like the majority of coaches that I work with and that I talk to and that I interview, that is probably one of their top fears. It's probably like in the top two of the things that they're most scared of when it comes to coaching, which is not knowing. Like I'm afraid 
of not knowing something that a client is going to ask me. I'm afraid of not understanding the nutrition enough, the body enough, science enough. I'm afraid of not knowing. And so let me just validate that for you, okay? There are going to be times that where you don't know, but here's two ways you can get around that really easily, okay? And when I say get around it, it doesn't mean you're going to go to like 100% know everything rate, but it's going to really drop your don't know rate significantly. Two things you can do to decrease your chances of not knowing something when you're working with people as a health coach. The first is specializing. You guys already know that. Like, don't be a generalist. If you want to know more and not have those awkward moments where you don't know the answer to a question that a client asks you or audience member asks you if you're doing a speaking engagement, then you absolutely want to specialize. The more niche down and specialized you are, the easier it is for you to study, for you to do continuing education, and for you to ensure that you know a subject matter really well. It's much easier to develop mastery when you specialize. The other way you can really significantly decrease your chances of not knowing, if that's one of your biggest fears, is by having done the thing you're helping somebody do, okay? Having done the thing you're helping somebody do. Specializing and having personal experience with your specialization are the two best ways to ensure that you are really prepared to serve your clients. So despite your best efforts, there's gonna be times where you don't know, where you gotta find out, where you gotta get back to the clients, where you're gonna have to like politely decline to answer because you're not sure. And I understand that you may make you feel a little inferior, may be uncomfortable, but it happens and that's okay. But specializing and having a personal experience with that specialization will significantly decrease those instances where you don't know, okay? So that's the first thing it's safe to assume as a health coach. The second thing that it's safe to assume as a health coach is no matter what you do, you are going to have non-compliant clients. I don't care how well and how much game they talk during the enrollment process. I don't care how sweet and phenomenal you are. You are going to have people who are non-compliant. That means you're going to have people who make you believe that they're ready, that they're ready to do the work, that they're ready to follow your protocol, that they're ready to change, whatever it is you're selling, right? That they're ready to get healthy, they're ready to lose weight, they're ready to go vegan, they're ready to get off of whatever, medications, whatever. And then they will get on the other side of the paywall and there will be people who are just partially non-compliant, like they're showing up, but they're not doing everything. And then you might get people who slip in who are really non-compliant where they're like, not showing up, they're ghosting you, like they're just giving you a hard time. And sometimes as coaches, we take this personally, right? And we're like, I'm not doing good as a coach. I don't know what I'm doing. I gotta get better. I need to charge people less. Maybe I should just go back to working for free. Maybe I should just go back to my day job. Maybe whatever, whatever, because we take non-compliance sometimes as a personal attack. Now, it doesn't mean that it's not an opportunity to look closer at your offer and at your program and refine it if necessary. I would tell you the primary way, the absolute primary way to lower instances of non-compliance as a health coach are one, 
to have a qualification process and two, to have an application, okay? So despite your best efforts, you're gonna have non-compliant people because change is hard. The reason is because change is hard, right? Now, as a health coach, we're not just teaching people how to eat and how to exercise and all of this stuff. If we're doing our job right, we're actually helping them to become a totally different person. And you have to remember how hard change is. You have to remember how hard change is. So if they could have done it seamlessly on their own, you wouldn't even be necessary. If it was just a matter of knowing more information, learning more about nutrition, learning more about plant-based dieting, learning more about vitamins and minerals, learning more about exercise science, learning more about lifestyle science. If it was just a matter of that, they could have done that on their own. Like that's information they can find in a book online. But coaching is really about creating an environment that gives somebody permission to live up to their highest potential. That is challenging. You will be surprised. The majority of our population, not only do they not live up to their highest potential, the majority of people don't even strive for it. And so change is hard. And so when you have a coaching program that's truly designed to help somebody take a innate look at their thoughts, their beliefs, and how that informs their decisions, also called cognitive behavioral coaching, that can be a really, really challenging and uncomfortable experience for our clients. And so you're going to have non-compliance. Now, if you have a program where you're just teaching people information and you're like, I hope you get it, like you're throwing it out there and you're like, I hope you caught it, <laughs> then, you know, that's the lowest level. That's the lowest quality type of coach, a coach who just teaches. But I'm talking about a coach who teaches and coaches, right? Teaching is just a transference of information. But I mean, if you're really committed to helping people do the deep level work that they need to do to become the highest, most optimal version of themselves, you're going to have non-compliance because change is hard. And you have to remember how hard it was for you to change, right? You have to sometimes take yourself back to where you started and where you were and remember what it took for you to get to where you are today. And you're gonna have to have that compassion and that patience with your clients. But again, the things that you can do to lower the amount of non-compliance that you have with clients as a health coach is one, to have a qualification process. Do not just help any and everybody. You must have a qualification process and you wanna also have an application because those two things are really going to help set the expectations for the client. There is nothing like inviting somebody to work with you, them saying yes, and expectations have not been previously set. So they get in the room and they are shocked by what's required of them, right? And so you want to have some type of onboarding application, suitability interview process that sets their expectations for what's going to be required, but also that qualifies them to be in the room, okay? So that's the second thing that you can assume as a health coach, but that's also how you can lower the instances of noncompliance. Hey, hey, coaches, pardon the interruption, but I'm popping in to tell you all about a complimentary plant-based business masterclass that I'm going to be teaching on September 13th at 6 p.m. EST. We taught our last plant-based business masterclass a couple of months ago, and it was so successful that we're doing it again, this time with a different topic. 
our attendees gave us 100% five-star reviews for our last plant-based business masterclass. That's how good it was, okay? Let me read to you what some of our attendees wrote. This is via an anonymous survey that we gave at the end of class. So one of the questions on that short survey was, please briefly describe the most impactful aspect of today's class for you. Now, here's what some of our attendees said. One person said, all of it, what an exclamation point. Another coach said the importance of being a coach that creates content. Yes. Another coach said tonight's class reiterated the importance of being consistent with posting authentic content on a regular cadence. It was a great reminder for me to remain consistent in posting. Thank you, Lisa. Another coach said it was helpful to hear more about how to specialize and see examples. It was also useful to see a model of the VOA mediums and cadences. Now, VOA is a subject that we taught during that plant-based business masterclass, and this attendee was happy to see examples of that. Listen, our attendees love our plant-based business masterclasses. There are even more great reviews that I'm not gonna tire you with today, but I want you to register for the next one. It's coming up on September 13th, and the title of our next masterclass is the Niche Workshop. Yes, this one is a workshop, y'all. We are gonna be doing stuff in real time. It's the Niche Workshop, three must-haves of a good plant-based coaching specialization. So during this short masterclass, I'm gonna break down to you the three must-have characteristics of your specialization. Now you may, after listening to me for so long, may believe that it's just good enough to have a specialization. Nope, it's not. (laughs) I'm going even deeper. So I'm going to tell you the three things that your specialization must absolutely encompass in order for it to really be effective in your plant-based coaching business. So listen, the link to register for this masterclass is in the show notes. It's on September 13th at 6 p.m. EST and you do not want to miss it. I'm telling you, I go all out in these complimentary masterclasses because I want you guys to have really successful plant-based health coaching businesses. So click the link in the show notes get registered, and every attendee will not only get our plant-based business audit, but also an opportunity for a one-on-one audit review call with me. Now, listen, you can get the audit anywhere, but if you want to meet with me privately in a one-on-one 30-minute session to dissect the health of your business, you got to be live in the masterclass. So click the link in the show notes, register for the class on September 13th. It costs you nothing, and I'll see you then. Back to the show. And then the third and final thing that it's safe to assume as a health coach is this. All of your insecurities, all of your uncertainties will show up in your business. As a health coach, every single personal, private insecurity you have about yourself, about your capability, about your body, about your own plant-based journey, about your history will show up in your business if you do not do the personal development work to address it. Coaching is a contact sport, y'all, which means we don't have the type of business where we can hide behind the product. We don't have the type of business where we can hide behind the brand. Coaching is a very, very intimate service. So every single insecurity, uncertainty, doubt, or worry that you have about yourself 
is going to be projected onto your business. So if you want a successful health coaching business, you absolutely must do the personal development work to up in your own limiting beliefs, your own personal insecurities, because it has the potential to either ruin your business or significantly delay success, right? So an example of this is being a health coach requires self-promotion. Now that's hard if you lack courage, right? So if you're not somebody who is courageous, if you aren't somebody who has actually put into practice, you know, taking church chances, taking leaps of faith, putting yourself out there, inviting people to work with you, telling people what you do, like this business requires self-promotion. But if you lack courage, that deficit is going to show up in your business. And then you're looking up like, well, what happened? I went to school. I got certifications. I did all this stuff. Why aren't people coming to work with me? Because you still have to self-promote. You still have to get somewhere and articulate your mastery around your subject matter. You still have to show up somewhere and be confident in what you do. Tell somebody what you offer. Tell somebody how much it is. You have to put an offer together and you have to have courage to present that offer. You have to have courage to show up and display your mastery. So if you have a personal insecurity that causes you not to be courageous and you lack courage, then you're going to really struggle with self-promotion, right? Like I can now get on here and tell you guys at the end of every episode that, yo, I'm the founder of the Plant Protocol. We are helping plant-based vegans create their own health coaching business. Click the link to apply. Come work with me. This is the absolute best plant-based coaching community on the marketplace. Yes, we're the most expensive. Yes, we're the longest container. But I'm going to tell you why. You're going to get this. You're going to get that. You're gonna, like I can do that proudly because I have the courage, right? Now, courage is not something that you're born with necessarily. And all of our past experiences have informed how courageous we are. But your own personal insecurities are going to show up in your business, right? Let me give you another example. Conviction is required in this business. As a health coach, you have to be convicted in what you're selling, meaning you have to believe in your solution. Like, I truly believe that our process and our curriculum at the plant protocol will position plant-based vegans to have a successful coaching business. I have conviction in that. I'm not like, uh, I hope it works. You know, I'm not like, uh, let's see, right? I have conviction because all I've done is packaged what I did for myself. So you have to have conviction. However, it's hard to have conviction in what you're selling and in what you're saying if you lack confidence, right? So if you lack confidence, it's hard to have conviction. I have confidence in what I'm selling. When I was selling farm to table direct to consumer, now we license it out to healthcare providers. But when I was selling farm to table directly to consumer, I had conviction. Like I would get on here and talk about the power of a plant-based diet, go crazy talking about heart disease and diabetes and weight loss. And I had so, so much conviction. When I do lectures, when I do talks, when I teach science, when I teach health, I have so much conviction in what I'm saying because I believe in it so much. But if you lack confidence, you're not going to have conviction. Right. And so, again, that personal deficit is going to show up in your business and it has the potential to really ruin your business. Let me give you one final example. And as a health coach, you have to create a truly aligned offer. So what that means is you want to have a specialization, 
But then you have to create an offer for that specialization, right? An offer is all about what are you selling? Like what's the container? How long is it? What's the name of it? You know, what is included in it? What can your clients expect? Like what solution are you selling? And most importantly, how much does it cost? However, it would be impossible to create a truly aligned offer as a health coach if you lack self-worth, right? So if you don't think you're worthy of being paid for your knowledge, for your experience, for your services, if you just want to help everybody for free and you don't think it's right to charge people or you just don't think you're worthy of, of being paid or maybe you think you're worthy of being paid, but not that much, right? Whatever your that much is. And so if you are not adequately pricing your offer, it is likely because you lack some type of self-worth somewhere. Because if what you're selling is really worth thousands of dollars, but you're only willing to charge a couple hundred, even though like you're solving a major sophisticated problem for your clients, it's because somewhere you don't see yourself or your offer as valuable. That is an invitation to go do some personal development work. Okay. So again, number three is it is safe to assume as a health coach that every single one of your insecurities, every single one of your uncertainties, every single one of your limiting beliefs will be projected onto your business and it will impact your business. It will impact the effectiveness of your business and the success of your business. I did a podcast episode recently and the young lady was interviewing me and she said, like, I'm not really a camera confident person. She, and she was asking me, like, how do you become camera confident, right? And so she was admitting, like, this is my insecurity. I'm not comfortable in front of the camera. Well, again, it is good to know that about yourself because you're not going to be good at self-promotion. And as a health coach, you have to know how to self-promote, right? And so these insecurities, guys, cannot be taken lightly, like with any business, but especially a health coaching business, because a health coaching business, again, is such an intimate business. It is a contact sport. Like you have to get to know the person you're serving and they have to get to know you. And if you don't have courage, if you don't have confidence, if you don't think you're worthy of being paid appropriately for what you're selling, then that is going to spill over into your business. Now you're undercharging or not charging at all. Now you're mad at people for not working with you when you never made an invitation. Now you're upset that you're getting people that's non-compliant because you never created a truly aligned offer. You don't qualify people. All of these insecurities have the potential to ruin the success of your business. And this is why we work on insecurities so much with our clients inside of the plant protocol. Like, I don't know if any other plant-based coaching certification does this. When I got certified, we didn't do this. But we put a strong, strong emphasis inside of the plant protocol on identity, because if this is a new career for you, this is a new lane for you, and you don't feel confident in your ability to show up and deliver, then everything else that you're learning is almost futile, it's almost useless. And so I made it a point when I built out the curriculum that I dedicated not just one lesson, not just a module, an entire phase to identity. Like, so phase two, we have three phases in the plant protocol and phase two is dedicated to identity because so many people think that their limiting beliefs or their personal insecurities 
can coexist with their business and they cannot. They cannot. Like if we don't work through your limiting beliefs and your insecurities, then your business is at risk of failure. And I mean, at high risk. So I hope this was helpful. Those are the three things you can assume as a health coach. Number one, despite your best efforts, you're not gonna know sometimes. But the ways that you can significantly decrease the instances where you don't know, the number one thing that most of you guys are afraid of is one, by specializing and two, having a personal experience with the problem you're solving for your clients. The second thing you can assume as a health coach is that no matter how hard you try, you are going to have non-compliant clients. And that doesn't necessarily mean you're doing something wrong. It just reconfirms what we already know, which is change is hard. Change is hard. But the thing that you can do as a coach and as a CEO to reduce the instances of non-compliance with your clients is number one, you can have a qualification process. And number two, you can have an application. Okay, for your program so that the expectations can be set for your clients and so that they're not blindsided with the amount of work or the amount of effort that's going to be required for them to get the result. And then finally, the third thing that you can assume as a health coach is that every single one of your insecurities and limiting beliefs are going to be projected onto your business. And if you are not doing the personal development work to address things like courage and confidence and self-worth and all of these things, then you are have a high, high chance of having a failed business. So you must do the personal development work as much as you study science, as much as you study business acumen, as much as you study all this other stuff, you need to study yourself. That's it and that's all. I hope this was helpful for you guys today. If it was, leave a comment. If you're listening to this on a podcast, leave a rating. I would love to hear what you thought about this episode. And listen, if you already have a health coaching business, a plant-based health coaching business, and you want to assess the health of it, we are now offering our plant-based business audit to you guys complimentary. So click the link in the bio or click the link in the show notes and take our plant-based business audit. It takes about seven minutes. And that way you can assess the health of your plant-based coaching business, okay? Take that plant-based business audit and assess the health of your business. And until next time, y'all, peace. You tuned in today because like me, you're a disruptor. You're passionate about health and you have firsthand experience of taking a whole food plant-based approach to combating chronic health challenges. You want to see lifestyle and dietary modifications become the norm in the way in which we practice healthcare. However, you need mastery around nutrition and lifestyle science, a better understanding of behavior change to improve client compliance, and confidence in your ability to effectively coach clients to adopting those lifestyle modifications. You need the plant protocol. Visit theplantprotocol.com to apply and let's work together to improve the way in which we care for our most prized possession, our health. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing this podcast. Until next time, remember, radical obedience is still undefeated. Stay obedient.